You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Good day, listeners. This is China Africa Talk. I'm your host, Bridget Mutambirat, coming to you from Beijing. Hope you can hear us loud and clear from wherever you are tuned in. Today, we'll be talking about the China Africa Youth Festival. And for those who don't know, the 7th China Africa Youth Festival kicked off in Beijing on Tuesday the 18th with the theme Connecting the Dreams of Youth and Forging Ahead on a New Journey of China-Africa Cooperation. The event has invited youth delegates currently working in Africa to engage in cultural activities such as museum tours, cultural events and sightseeing through an eight-day festival in Beijing and Shandong province. I was able to interview five young participants and they are from Zimbabwe, Gabon, Liberia, Seychelles and China respectively. So let's hear from our first interviewee. He goes by the name Hopo Mupanganyama. He comes all the way from Zimbabwe. Hopo Mpanganyama, thank you for joining us today on China Africa Talk. Thank you very much. You from Zimbabwe, congratulations on the 43rd anniversary for diplomatic ties between China and Zimbabwe. Sure, sure, sure. It's really very important for us and we are celebrating together with the all Zimbabweans mm. across the world. Okay. The 7th China-Africa Youth Festival kicked off and we have over 50 countries here from Africa. What do you hope to learn from this year's youth festival as a Zimbabwean? Yeah, actually, it's not just about learning, mm. but it's about exchanging experience. Right. As you know, that our relationship between our two countries, Africa and China, is based on mutual respect, win-win cooperation, sincerity, rural results, among other key principles. So on this basis, it's not like there is a dominant actor and another weak actor, mm. but our relationship is very, very mutual, right. like on another perspective. So as a good example of the South-South cooperation, we are actually exchanging views, exchanging the best ways of governance, mm. the best way on how we can develop Africa in China, mm. the best way how we can exchange views towards development. So as the young people, you are expected to share various experiences, especially mm. learn with the United Nations Development Goals, especially right. first focus is on poverty eradication. Is you aware that China is one of uh, the most successful countries in the world which managed to eradicate poverty? Mm. You know, in the 1970s, China was not like yes, it is today. Sure. They, they managed to eradicate poverty through various ways and strategies, including inclusivity, involving everyone. Mm in issues of governance, leaving no one and no no one in no place behind. Right. All these principles which are being adopted by the United Nations today. I think the Chinese uh, 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 governance, the uh, modus operandi, they in introduced all these principles long time ago in the 1970s. Right. That is why they managed to be successful in this regard. Right. So as the African continent, we know as of now, we are still trying to make sure that we also eradicate poverty. Most of our countries are still marginalized in terms of eradicating poverty. Mm -hmm. So it is one of the most important areas 
where we are going to share experiences among all other issues. Mm, great. And what kinds of roles and tasks can young people in China and Africa take to boost the exchanges between the two sides, the two peoples? Personally, I think the most important task for the young people from the two countries is to have a developed and well-coordinated ideological thinking, mm. whereby if all the young people from Africa and China share the same ideology, mm -hmm. the same philosophical thinking, decolonizing our mind, believing in our own capacity, having the same principle of discipline, determination, and the dedication, mm. I think that is the most important role which the young people need to, to focus so that we believe in ourselves, not to believe in the assistance of other paper tigers outside the South-South cooperation. Mm. If we believe that we can do it, so today the youth of the 21st century need to have the same spirit to achieve all these objectives. What kinds of benefits have the cooperation between China and Zimbabwe brought to you as a youth? Yeah, actually, as you said from the uh, first introductory, you actually congratulated me for our independence. Mm. Uh, the benefits which you got from Africa cannot be an overnight issue, but it can be traced back from the 1970s. You know, our independence was through the liberation struggle. Then apart from that, when we got the independence, we, China recognized that we also need to support Africa in terms of economic cooperation, mm. the genesis of uh, FOCAC and through FOCAC and the various principles under FOCAC such as the GDI, the Golden Rose Initiative among other issues. We also benefited uh, various, in various ways including the rehabilitation of the Robert Mugabe International Airport, mm. the expansion of Wange 78 power station and currently they added about 300 kilowatts into our national grid of energy as well as in, the, in terms of infrastructure. In Zimbabwe they also constructed the new parliament, it's one of the world-class parliament and apart from that they also offered various scholarships to our students and in the medical sector, in the health sector they constructed a pharmaceutical warehouse. Mm. The hospitals, rehabilitation of Mausekwa, among other areas, and in the area of COVID-19, mm -hmm. we are one of the successful countries which managed to combat the COVID-19 more than other Western countries, actually, mm -hmm. through the assistance of uh, uh, the community party and the People's Republic of China. And there are so many areas you cannot finish them, even including the area of mining, agriculture. Mm -hmm. Everywhere there is a hand of uh, Chinese investment. Mm -hmm. And from this year's uh, youth festival, what do you expect to learn? Yeah, as we said it before, that uh, on this perspective now, what we need to learn as the young people is that uh, we are still need to remain focused in right. terms of uh, developing our countries, especially learning from our leaders and our elders uh, on how we can remain united as you are aware that just the young people now because of the internet negative propaganda social media we are still in a modern welfare mm. of course not a war of guns but a continuation of war by other means the most important thing to learn right now is how we can remain focused mm -hmm. in terms of improving our development towards a short future win-win cooperation between our two countries. So if we learn on how to remain focused, how to exchange development experience, technology transfer, issues to do with the governance, how to deliver best results to the people, how to implement sustainable projects towards poverty eradication, especially in line with the United Nations Development Goals, mm -hmm. it will benefit the youth of Africa. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.
That was Hopom Panganyama from Zimbabwe explaining what he would like to learn from this year's China-Africa Youth Fest. Our next guest is from Gabon and her name is Karine Muriel. Let's find out how much China-Gabon cooperation has been beneficial to the people of Gabon. Carrie, thank you for joining us on China Africa Talk. Welcome to the 7th China Africa Youth Festival here in Beijing. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'd like to know from you as a Gabonese, what kinds of concrete benefits has the cooperation between Gabon and China brought to the Gabonese? Thank you for the opportunity of speaking here on behalf of my country. I can say that the cooperation between Gabon and China is very enriching. We have many buildings made as a result of this cooperation. In terms of health, too, we have a lot of support. For example, when we experienced the COVID crisis, China contributed a lot by providing assistance to the Gabonese government for the response to the crisis. And China has been the largest trading partner of Gabon for nine consecutive years. Now looking forward, what areas should the two governments put more emphasis on? Alors, la cooperation sino-gabonaise, elle est vaste. Sino-Gabonese cooperation is extensive. I think that Gabon could benefit from support from the Chinese government in infrastructure, that is to say the road that can be improved, and also in the construction of buildings, for example stadiums or sports palaces that can be improved. Also in training by granting cooperation scholarships and in the training of experts in various fields such as health, public works and mining. Why not the forest sector? China can also support Gabon in the biodiversity sector. And the first Confucian Institute in uh, Gabon has been established since five years ago. What do you think of the cultural exchanges between the two countries? With regards to this aspect, I would say that the creation of the Confucius Institute has strengthened cooperation between Gabon and China because it promotes the Chinese language. With the Confucius Institute, students, administrative staff or ordinary people who want to visit China can learn the Chinese language. So the Confucius Institute is here to improve the cultural field between Gabon and China. Mm, great insights there from a young Gabonese on China-Gabon cooperation. We also had Francis Palena from Liberia explaining the benefits of cooperation between his country and China and of course what he felt about the culture exchange activities during the festival. All right, Francis, you're attending the 7th China-Africa Youth Festival. How valuable is this event towards China and Africa relations from your perspective as a Liberian? Well, as a Liberian in China, and I think uh, this is a laudable venture, uh, bringing young people of different backgrounds, different level of civilizations, you know, single place to exchange ideas and get to know each other's culture, I think is, is, is welcoming and is going to go a long way in enhancing the already existing mutual and uh, sincere ties between Africa and China because each of these group going back home will you know give a clear story about what China is because there's different thing being said about China when you are outside of China and when you get to China you realize the real China that is helping other developing countries to come to the level where they are. How do you feel about today's experience of these traditional Chinese cultural activities? 
Well, uh, seeing these things uh, reflect my mind to 2019 when we had the chance to attend Chinese, you know, classes, cultural exchange, and all these things. I think uh, these young people who have gathered here today will go back home knowing fully well how they've come here and interacted and also learn a bit about Chinese culture because Chinese culture is deep. It requires time to get to understand. But from the first you know, instant, you get a feeling that indeed it's a rich culture. It's something that you have to pay attention to and get to know more about you know, how their culture is. Mm. And what else do you hope to learn about the traditional Chinese culture? as a Liberian who's here in China? Well, I would like to pay more attention to the calligraphy. Okay. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm told there are a lot of characters out there, mm. uh, but I want to try, you know, to get to the level where I can say there's a reasonable level of perfection mm. uh, because um, it's something that is fascinating, mm. it's interesting, it's historical, mm. it's something that China you know, put out to the rest of the world. It's important that we foreigners, or uh, you know, visitors to China, uh, give it a try mm. and see because it's fun. It's also connect, you know, with different cultures, different you know uh, races, different people. You know, getting to try the Chinese language and also the writings and calligraphy. Francis Pelena, thank you so much. Thank you, Bridget. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get an hour wavelength every week to find out what's real with China Africa Talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Now, during the activity breaks in the corridor, we bumped into another gentleman, also named Francis, but this time from the Seychelles. Francis Woodcock explains practical insights he gained from the festival and how they resonate with his culture. Let's hear what he has to say. Francis, thank you for joining us today on China Africa Talk. Welcome to Beijing, and I hope you're enjoying yourself at the Youth Festival. Very much so, yeah. Great, great. So you're from the Seychelles. What kinds of insights have you gained uh, so far from this youth event? I think uh, the first thing that I must, um, um, I guess, comment China on is the hospitality. Okay. They've received us really well um, from the airport when we arrived. There were delays in flights, there were lots of problems, mm -hmm. but they were always there to welcome us, even at midnight, uh, 3 a.m. So it's something that is, has impressed me a lot. And when we arrived at the hotel, they had prepared everything for us. So it was a really a very good thing that they did for us. Mm -hmm. In a way that all everything was organized to make Make it easy for us. You know? Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw you in one of the rooms participating in one of the activities. What were you doing? Would you like to tell the listeners? Um, we were trying to build like boats out of bamboo sticks. Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the traditional Chinese arts, like using bamboo to build things, to build uh, like lots of containers and uh, maybe ornaments. Mm -hmm. 
you from the Seychelles. Have you found any elements of the Chinese culture so far in the activities you are participating in that resonate with the Seychelles? Yeah, I think there's the part about Chinese cultural medicine, mm. those types of, uh, you know, using all types of uh, flowers. And mm. Yeah, we kind of have a bit of that. And I think some of it were brought over by the Chinese that came uh, maybe around 200 years ago. Mm. And I noticed that maybe some plants that they use, we also use for similar things, similar mm. treatments. Mm. One of the reasons why I also asked is because Seychelles, it's a tourist destination, it's known for its beaches and things like that. And then when you picked out this boat, I was like, okay, maybe he is thinking of home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Are there any differences, even touring around the venue, and you're like, this is so different from my country thing yeah, that, yeah, that, like, that uh, intrigued you? For us, uh, we probably only have like Western musical instruments, oh. like guitars and all these ones. But in China, like you find uh, different types, like the arpu, the, the one with the two strings, and then there's all these types of musical instruments, like bujang, with all these strings, but they have their own um, differences. Right. I can't tell the difference, but if I ask a Chinese person, they'll tell me, ah, this one has a different sound, or the bass is different, mm -hmm. or the pitch and everything. Uh -huh. So I'm kind of interested in that because I'm a guitarist. Oh, okay, so okay. it's something that I'd like to maybe learn someday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, learn other string instruments. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm taking an interest in it. Ah, nice. Yeah. And as a youth, what would you like to take home with you from participating in yeah. these events? What have you learned? I think the knowledge that I've gathered from here mm -hmm. about uh, the situations, the way the economy is in China, <laughs> Um, the way that they do things, that uh, level of discipline that they have, it's something that I can also like try to incorporate into my life. Mm. Like if they have, uh, when they, are, they have their own schedule, like everything is like to the schedule. Right. They have everything like organized in a way that they don't waste time. Mm. It's something that I think I can copy, something that I can incorporate into my life. Mm. Because I know that maybe sometime I might do some things that are useless and then I will regret it later on. But if I can do like they do, organize everything, do everything at a specific time, maybe I'll have more time to maybe study other things or use it to do things that are productive. Mm. And among the programs that have been planned throughout this year's festival, which ones are you looking forward to the most? I think going to Shandong province. Right, okay. I went there um, four years ago. Mm -hmm. But we didn't have time to like go to other places to explore it a bit. But this time we're going to Taishan. There's this mountain in Shandong that I've always wanted to visit. Right. And uh, I think finally I'll get the chance to go there and to see how it is. Yeah. I've heard that the sunrise or sunset over there is like kind of, it's fantastic, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I hope that I'll be able to get to see. Yeah. And also it's the, um, the hometown of Confucius is in Shandong. Oh. So I get to learn more about him since I kind of take him as like one of my heroes, one of my idols. Um, so when I go there, it's something that I'm looking forward to doing. Learning a lot about him and uh, looking around, trying to, you know, explore the scenery and everything and climb the mountain. Ah, that's great. So they say climb every mountain, forge every stream, follow every rainbow till you find your dream. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay, listeners, that was Francis Woodcock there and he's from the Seychelles. Lastly, and just before the break, we managed to 
get some insights from a volunteer on site. She goes by the name Zhou Xingru, although in the interview she said we could call her by her English name, Stella. Now, Stella is part of the volunteers from the Capital Normal University in China. She explains the pleasures of volunteering and what she's learning from her young African counterparts. Okay, Stella, thank you for joining us today on China Africa Talk. It's great to have you hosting us as one of the volunteers here. What are some of the pleasures of volunteering and what are some of the things that have impressed you most so far at this year's China Africa Youth Festival with regards to organization and coordination, etc.? As for me, I probably do most of the organization work and the most thing that uh, impressed me is the teamwork with my volunteer friends. Mm. And um, actually we prepare for this event like for a long time, like one month ago. And uh, there are many um, teenager friends around me and we just work together to um, do different parts jobs and we um, will want to make this event better, great. And um, I have to say that the work may be um, very uh, quite a little bit difficult for us because there are so many foreigners in here and we want to uh, give them a um, very good service and so we need to prepare a lot mm -hmm. um, but I got a lot of help from my volunteer friends and also sometimes they gave me so a lot of help. Hmm. In your opinion, what kind of signal is hosting this festival sending to the African continent and to the rest of the world? Mm, I think uh, the signal must be love, friendship and also uh, teamwork, I guess. Mm. Uh, because um, we just gather together to hold this event and we meet others here who can share our different opinions. So I think it's a symbol of love and peace. And perhaps what kind of roles and tasks can young people in China and Africa take to boost the exchanges between the, the two peoples? What have you observed so far? I guess the young are the, um, maybe the most powerful in the uh, two exchange. We are youth and we can share opinions about the countries, about the internet or something we have the same interest. And as from my opinion, I think most of the teenagers and China Africa youth, mm -hmm. they are very glad to to do some things they can do for everyone. And I guess it's the heart is very important to help others. And also, I as far as I know, there are many leaderships or uh, youth entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in this activity, and I think they can play a a model or um, just lead us to the right way or just um, follow their experiences and I think that's great. Mm. You're hosting guests from African countries. What has intrigued you most in terms of cultural diversity? What were you expecting when you heard that you're going to be hosting African youth from different countries, different Actually, languages, different... Yes, yeah. different languages mm. and actually I didn't have a lot of background information about Africa mm. and it's quite interesting that I can meet 15 countries friends and I want if I want to know more about their living and things happening in their countries mm. also um, but the different like the language barriers is quite difficult for me. 
what have you but what have you learned in general from just integrating and speaking with um, youth from Africa? What what would you say? What would you Africa friends are very friendly and outgoing to make friends with us. That makes it easier for us to contact with them. And Okay, thank you so much, Stella, for your time of your busy schedule. All the best. Thank, thank you. you. Well, listeners, there it is. You heard it here on China Africa Talk. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have on the program. All the best to all the participants from China and Africa. Don't forget to subscribe to our program on your preferred podcast. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time. D-Dive, a podcast of CGT Radio. Go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations. Music